two words. Two words. Bowl eligible. Game winner. Purchase Ford Fan Zone All You Need ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dog, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream starting as low as $37 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone All You Can Eat tickets now. Two words, two words. Bowl eligible. Kyle Whittingham a few years ago after a couple five and seven seasons, they beat SC at home to improve to six and one. The locker room went nuts. Two words, two words. Bowl eligible. Doesn't that seem so poultry now? Now it does, sure. But then, <laughs> bowl eligible. It's like, woo! Six wins, bowl eligible. Got that monkey off our back. Whoop de freaking do. You always want more than you have. And at that point, that was more than they had. Now, they've won the Pac 12 South. They want the Pac 12 title because they want more than they have. I think for Utah, two words, two words, Rose Bowl. There you go. That's it. I think that's the pinnacle of their achievement possibilities this season. Now, some would say the playoff. Nah. Once they have the Rose Bowl, then they'll probably want the playoff. But right now, they know they don't control that. Well, that's something that they gets didn't. They picked, didn't schedule selected. to make the playoff. Yeah. Once their schedule came out, they had to go undefeated. And once they lost to USC, yeah. There you go. Their schedule is just too weak. They're non-conference. You do not play one Power Five. There's no way the powers that be. Condoleezza Rice is going to scoff at that. So we're asking for two words right now. Two great words in sports because you got two great words for tonight. Game, game seven. seven. Yeah, game seven and all the sports that have seven game series. It doesn't matter what sport. But game seven is an exciting opportunity. Game sevens are must-watches. And game sevens... Not always, but a lot of times they are they're just awesome. Intention. Especially in baseball, which is a slower sport and has a lot of downtime. It, it the tension can build. And you don't know. You never really know going into a game. I mean, you know, in your sport, you know it's probably going to be low scoring. Well in baseball it could be one zero or it could be ten nine. Also could be ten one. It could get away from you. Yeah. We've seen that. What was there, uh, I think, years ago in, uh, was it the Cardinals? The, the uh, Royals. Yeah, the series. There was they're they're at both ends of the state there right. in Missouri. And so game six was real close or something. Yeah, the and there was, a bad, was, a, there was a bad call at first base. Extended a rally in the ninth inning. Yeah, and game seven then was a I It was the 10-1 to one game I was thinking of, yeah. Was it 10-1? to one? I think it was. Oh, it was okay. a blowout like that. Yeah. And, all and the, I was all ready for the, you know, okay, drama, game seven, and then it didn't happen. All the air went out in game six uh, by the Cardinals, and then KC won their first of uh, two World Series that they've won, right? They won tw- twice. They won a couple years back, and then when George Brett was at the height of his powers. Uh, so there can be blowouts, but a lot of times they end up just being, and you don't know and, 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 if a team falls behind 2 nothing, particularly the home team and then the tension grows in the arena or stadium depending on whatever the sport is so i think game sevens are way cool i don't know that there's anything better <coughs> particularly if you don't have a rooting interest and you just want to watch like me you know we just had the uh, on the app game winner yeah that's a great phrase guy tweeted at me triple bogey 
<laughs> now he's not talking golf. Not anymore. He's talking about Bogey shooting a three. Yeah. And I got to admit, when Bogey's lining that thing up, and you could, if you're watching, you know, you can see the play. Okay, he's over there in the corner. Uh, Conley Mitchell's got the ball over here, over there. You can look at the defense if it's not in a half-court situation. You can anticipate Bogey getting that three before he actually gets it. And your adrenaline now, it rises up a little bit, particularly if it's at the corner. It's so smooth. It's so sweet. This guy is so fluid. Nothing about Bogey looks awkward. You know, Gobert still looks a little awkward. You don't know what he's going to do. If he's got the high lob for the dunk, sure. But once he puts the ball on the floor, what's going to happen here? I don't know. But Bogdanovich looks so smooth. And if he gets the ball and he's got a little bit of a lane and he drives, he looks great. If he is open for that three, he puts it up in a blink of an eye, and it look even if it doesn't go in, it looks smooth. He's a smooth-looking player. So triple bogey, put it on the list. Best free agent this franchise has ever had, right here, three games into it. Topped Boozer and O'Kerr, were they at the top of the list? Am I missing anybody? Harping. Wasn't Harping a free agent? I think it was. He told me the story that his college coach, Kremens, said, you need to be here. You son. need to be there. You, okay. you will thrive playing here. And, and he was... Joe Johnson came in as a free agent? He was older. Yep. Joe Johnson at 29, maybe. That would have been sweet. Yeah. Got a playoff series win for him, though. Oh, he's fine. Yeah. I just... In fact, But I'm, those are like the, the Mount Rushmore. We always go with the Mount Rushmore of... The Mount Rushmore of jazz free agents. Those would be the four then. I always appreciated his professionalism. You remember the first day of training camp after the Hayward thing, somebody asked about him in the group interview. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. I don't remember what he said, but I'm, I'm here to talk about the Jazz. This is, I'm interested in speaking about the Jazz. This is our team. You know, he's not here. Just the way he said it. Like, yeah, you got to respect that. And so, yeah, he was would have been cool if he could have been here younger. He would have been a perfect fit. He was a great fit as he was. But, you know, he got older. Well, let's throw that on the list for two wins then. Two words. Two words, two Joe words. Johnson? Jazz win. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. If you have a rooting interest, I get it. Those are obvious. But triple bogey. Yeah. The triple bogey. If you go the triple bogey, now it's three words, three words. Yeah, but you only capitalize the T and the B. On triple, not the. All right, hit us with some more nominees on Twitter, David DJ James. Two words, two words. Game seven. Paycheck. <laughs> Price. John Stockton sends the Utah Jazz the NBA Finals. Okay, it's more than two words, but it's still awesome 20 plus years later. Okay, how about uh oh? Spencer's on the open mic. What do you got for us, Spencer? Taco Tuesday! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Riffing off LeBron. <laughs> LeBron wanted to trademark something that's been around forever? Yeah. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> what? <laughs> I own that. Back I have, off. I have socks that say Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I'm nice. Yeah. 
why I, I, I shouldn't ask this, but I will. I don't know, why do you them. have socks that say Taco well, Tuesday? My, my, just she bought them. My socks right now say Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash's face is on my socks. Okay. Why not? All these new brands of socks that you can get out. Johnny Cash is a freaking legend, man. Ryan likes Oh, that's not Ryan. Ryan liked it. It's Utes uh, Florida Lifestyle, but back in Utah says, NBA champs go jazz. Yeah. NBA not technically a word, but we get your point. <laughs> so that We're going to overlook that. That doesn't count. Ryan says, preferred parking. <laughs> They're going to say preferred walk-on. Uh, well, how about valet parking, then? Ooh. Brent goes with overtime, baby. Overtime? I was thinking of sudden death, then. Ooh. Jake says two words. One point. Conley was the difference between a win and a tie in Phoenix. I brought that up yesterday, did I, I not? Hit the free throw. 96-95. If I were the Utes... As much as I would say Rose Bowl, I think even bigger than that, Pac-12. It was transformative. Yeah. It changed everything. It was literally the biggest and best thing that ever happened to you. Heretofore then, it was Urban Meyer. But after that, it became Pac-12. BCS Buster. Yeah, but that no one's even going to remember that. That was a short little time. The, the BCS... Doesn't exist anymore. Right. So, no. That, that was nice. It was a big deal at the time. Granted. And it was a fun location in the winter, and 50,000 of you went down there, and it was way cool. It was it was a blast to be down there to do the shows. Ton of fun. Brandon says we won. Okay. Okay. How do I take that? We we won. That's O N E. W O N. No. Yeah, but I don't know what that means. Well, whoever we is, right? Winning's I, better than losing. I don't know. That could be the Jazz nah. winning. A game that could be the Utes, the Cougars, or your intramural team. It's not good Some rec league team. It's not good enough. When you say Rose Bowl, that you know exactly what that means. Tucker likes game day. Game day? Yep. Game day is an exciting time, depending on what particular sport. If you get in the football realm, you know, with a a once-a-week spiel. Opening day, for me, now, tonight... I'm going to be sad because one of my dearest old, my oldest friend, I'm not going to see him for several months after tonight. Say goodbye to baseball. Yeah. That makes me sad. Well, you could go down to the Arizona Fall League. Uh, I think that's over. <sighs> you could. I think they start that. Go to. Uh, they start that in the. in uh, Puerto Rico or uh, Venezuela yeah, or something. Yeah. Winter leagues. Somewhere in the globe, they have to be playing baseball. I know, but not not to the level. And it's more about the weather, too. That's why, for me, and I'm always sad when any sport ends because it just marks the end of time in in some capacity. But particularly this sport, 
because it's an everyday deal. You follow, if you're a fan, you follow it every day from April to the end. And Not like hitting the on-off switch during the football season? Right. And they, they all have their own specialists in the buildup of it, whereas baseball literally is every day. But to me then, following that up, when we get to late March, early April, opening day brings a huge smile to my face. Oh, two words, two words. Spring training. You're an Arizona guy. Yes, and once we get to January, I'll hold on. Spring training's next month. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, spring training was always fun. I've gone to spring training like the last uh, probably seven, eight years. See? A couple years back, we go, the end of March, go see, uh, I think it was the Rockies and the Padres. And that's when I told you about the stud shortstop. Mm -hmm. Tatiste. Yeah. I mean, I came back saying, this guy's awesome. And San Diego yeah. loves him, yeah. but he needs to stay healthy. He scored from first base on a regular yeah. single. He was so, he, he had a dramatic, he was flair, the flair. Anyway, I'm sitting there in the stands, my wife and I, guy next to me, hey, you're PK from television. <laughs> said, what? Turns out he's from Idaho. Oh, yeah? He had no clue about the radio. Oh, really? Yeah. Sitting right next to me. So he's getting Channel 2 in Idaho, huh? Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a few cable systems and that up there in the southern end of the state that get it. He got but it. But they've got their own TV, you know, Pocatello. Well, he got it because he knew Twin who Falls I was. Yeah. But he had no idea about the radio. Uh, he only knew f- from the television. 1280thezone.com. If you're following, I assume he's following Utes, Cougars, Aggies, Jazz, something. Don't know. It's all there. I don't Tell remember. your friends and family out of state. It's hey, all podcast. We, we can be heard on terrestrial radio in southeastern Idaho. I yeah. know that for a fact. I get that, but I did. It, he was more the visual from the television. That's cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. And he happened to be sitting right next to me. That was weird. Ryan says, Taco Tuesday. I'm kidding. I'll show myself out. Thank you, Ryan. Pizza every day. <laughs> Dustin says, <laughs> buckle up for the Jazz and extra innings for baseball. Ooh, imagine if they got extra innings tonight. So that's an interesting thing tonight. Jazz fans are all into the team in the game, but the game, they're going to overlap for a while. And if we get a four-hour baseball game, then they're pretty much going to overlap the whole time. Now, like we said, it could get out of hand. Even though it's going, it could be over at right, 8 o'clock right. when the Jazz tip. Sure. You know, it could be a six- or seven-run game or something. Yeah, but if you had to pick, which one are you going to watch? I think with baseball, you can bounce back and forth. But And I'll be doing that. And depending on how the game is, if the game is super tight in baseball, I'm going to be locked down on that. Because in basketball, if it's a five-point deficit either way, well, check the fourth quarter. Coming up next, Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 network analyst, Raider analyst. He joins us next on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, getting ready for a big weekend, a big Saturday in the Pac-12. We'll talk with him next. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Jazz are back in action tonight. They face the Clippers. Vivint Smart Home Arena. Game has a late start. Tips off at 8 o'clock. It's on ESPN. The Clippers are going to be without Paul George tonight. He's out at least two, maybe four more weeks. Lakers improved to 3-1. and one. Same record as the Clippers and Jazz. They route Memphis 120-91. to 91. Mavericks and Nuggets are also 3-1. and one. Mavericks taking down the Nuggets 109-106, giving Denver their first loss of the year. Dallas had nine players scoring double figures, but nobody scored more than 14 points. Major League Baseball Game 7 of the World Series starts at 6 o'clock tonight on Fox. Max Scherzer for the Nationals against Zach Greinke for the Astros. A pair of Cy Young Award winners squaring off with the season on the line. Top of the wire. Brought to you by Ken Garf, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. The savings are on a Ken Garf, West Valley Ram. Stop by the dealership during Ram Power Days and take advantage of special offers on select new models. Whatever you're looking for, they've got it at West Valley Ram. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. People are asking me what the biggest difference is with this team. I could go on and on and on about the defense. The biggest difference is Tyler Huntley's development as a quarterback. I will reiterate this to everybody who loves to tweet at me after a Utah State game. Yes, Tyler Huntley is the best quarterback in the state. Yes, he is. And it's not even close. And I think that that's what's taken Utah to the next level because they've had the defense. They've had the run game. This is a new level with Tyler Huntley and his quarterback play. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it is time to talk Pac-12 football on a huge weekend with Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 Network analyst, Oakland Raider analyst. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Lincoln, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. And you're right, it is a huge weekend for the Pac. It's the Utes at Washington, 2 o'clock Mountain Time, 1 o'clock Pacific. And then that's on Big Fox. And then the next game on Big Fox is Oregon at USC. And the Utes need a win, and they need a USC loss. That is exactly what they need. What are the odds they're going to get what they need and what they want? (laughs) Well, I mean, they're pretty strong. They're probably going to be the strongest for the rest of the year. Um, uh, USC... Well, for the you know for USC the, the Trojan fans, one thing that takes a little solace in is the fact that your offense has got progressively better the weeks um, since you finally you know have your hand to a quarterback with Slovis playing. Um, and of course, the rally last week to beat Colorado shows you something if you're you're feeling strong about SC. But I think this is a great test um, because I think Oregon's a strong enough team to beat SC. I don't think SC's record is as good as they are uh, really, um, but it might be a time for them to come back down to earth. But it's going to be hard. For Hard game. Yeah, uh, from the Utah perspective, uh, I'm a little bit nervous because if the uh, Trojans win, then yeah. I can make a strong case for them winning out. Yeah, yeah, because they've got they've got Arizona State, Cal, and uh, and UCLA now. Right. All three of those teams, well, aside from Cal's offense, is really struggling. But you know, having to go on the road to A State and having to go to Cal could be a big deal. And UCLA is playing a little bit better, so they might be able to get them. But you, you hate to hang your hat on that "what if" right. after this game because if they beat Oregon, they really send the pack in a total disarray. Of course, also, if the Utes were to lose to Washington, then the appetite for watching that second game in these parts, I think, would drop like a rock. (laughs) (laughs) So you follow Washington. You played at Washington back in the day. And so, you know, you dub, they're still your guys. You still see the purple and think, oh, I remember back in the day. So (laughs) what kind of shot does Washington have at beating Utah? 
Well, look, um, when I watched that Washington-Oregon game, I was really disheartened because I did not like the short yardage. I did not like the uh, intermediate passing game that Washington was trying to do. It was either, I mean, it was either feast or famine. And then their running game had some spots where it looked good, but for the most part, it got shut up. So when you look at that versus Utah, the, the, the fact is that Utah likes to run the ball. We know and likes to play stingy defense. So that's going to make it hard for Washington. Um, but my thing is that Washington has had two weeks to prepare for this game. They are going to have a few tricks up their sleeve, just like they had in Oregon, whether they're you know negated or announced by penalty or whatever. They have a few tricks up their sleeve, so Utah's got to play its best game. And this is the type of year, you know, this is the type of game for Utah where it's a make it or break it game. Really, if you have all the sights in front of you to achieve, yes, you had the one hiccup earlier uh, in the season, but you were supposed to learn from that one hiccup and play outstanding football. Um, you know, they they got to have this game uh, as we talked about before. Yeah, and they really have because if you look at their defense in particular since that game, it's just an absolutely dominant holding yep. Washington State the way they did and then just obliterating the Devils and Cal. So the way I look at this game, there's many ways you can look at it and see this versus that, but I'm looking particularly an experienced offensive line for Washington versus an unbelievably experienced defensive line for the Utes and whoever wins that battle I think I think will win the game it's going to come down to the turnover battle whoever generates the most turnovers because um, both teams are going to have to give both defenses are going to try to have to give their offense a short field to work on I don't really see either team being able to go down the field um, and, 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 and you know just in their own little way and pick apart a defense so I think the short field with the turnovers is going to be key in this game do you view either team as particularly prone to that kind of thing? No, 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 not. I mean, both teams play pretty good with the football, um, uh, you know. But as you guys said, you know, having the third rank, third best defense in the country is, is something special, um, and and that's what Utah has to, especially against the run. So, not saying that making Washington a one-dimensional team by putting him in the air is going to be a benefit to to Utah. But, of course, anytime you're able to limit the field or cut off the amount of field or what an offense can do can definitely work into your favor. How about this scenario? Both teams win out until they get to the conference final. Oregon wins, goes to the playoff. Utah then goes to the Rose Bowl. You think that can happen? Absolutely. But I think for the benefit of the Pac-12, as far as a national perspective, both teams have got to win out. I think if Oregon wins a game like this, especially at SC, um, and Utah wins at Washington, that will do so much. That would have them looking so much more favorable in the polls uh, and the big things. Uh, and I've said it all along, the only hope right now is that you have to have uh, a dominant Oregon or Utah team um, represent in the Pac-12 championship. And therefore, the winner of that game will have enough, I, I think, enough momentum behind them to propel them into the playoff. So you said that uh, you thought USC's offense was improving a little bit with mm-hmm. uh, just because they got a little stability at quarterback and they got you know, right. Slovis back in that. Can Oregon handle those receivers? Because obviously the Utes had problems with those receivers. Yeah. Can, can they shut those guys down or is SC is going to be one big play after another? I think it's going to be a matter of getting to Slovis and blitzing and, and keeping him harassed rather than trying to shut down those receivers. There are a lot of times during SC's run where they just threw the ball up and it was a 50-50 ball, and he had the better athlete come down with it. 
So, um, I, I, like I said earlier, I, I think the record is more inflated than, than actually USC is. I don't think they're as, as talented as the record uh, is, I should say. So, um, for the Utes, it's going to be, you know, you don't have to really run, worry about running the ball. SC doesn't run the ball. They're a pass-happy team. But you have to get to the quarterback and you have to harass them, and I think they can do that. Yeah, you say that pass happy, and you know, growing up in Arizona and then working in L.A., working in Utah, following the Pac-12 for all these years, it is really just so bizarre to see SC <laughs> play the way they play. You know, watching that game the other night against Colorado, you think, "Wow, this is this is nothing that I've seen for for generations." Is it sustainable for SC? Is it wise to go this way and just be so pass happy when you've made so much? over the years over great offensive linemen and great running backs? Once upon a time, SC was known as running back you. Yeah, for sure. all the Heisman Trophy winners they put out. Yeah, it is a little different. It is a little weird for me to watch. Um, as far as it being sustainable, I think for the immediate time being, being, I think it is because I think if you're if you're Elton, you know, head coach of the SC, you're 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 on the line. You you, you want to be a part of that exciting sort of you know uh, mo- model that you see most teams doing, and whether it's opening it up and doing it out of a, a shotgun where you have uh, gun runs or something like that, um, and or just throwing the ball like they are. They've got a number of receivers on the outside, so it's got to find a way to get the football to them. It is a different. I don't know if it's necessarily sustainable for the media time yeah, being. They're winning. They're not going to change anything. Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 Network Analyst and Raider Analyst. Join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You know, uh, people don't realize this necessarily, but you get a big sports day like this and sometimes work gets in the way. Are you actually going to be watching these games? You got other stuff you got to do. I got other stuff to do. I'm going to try to watch. I got a lot of stuff to do. I got. We've been on the road with the Raiders for so many weeks. I've got back up with my restaurants and all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to be busy this weekend and preparing for Detroit. But uh, I got a lot of stuff to do this weekend. You've been around for a long time, Lincoln. Has seen a lot of things. I want to get your in thought on this idea of the NCA allowing the players to make money off the likeness and some. There's so many ways you can attack it. You know, say, well, finally bring it above board. They've been getting money for all this time under the table. I mean, I can only imagine what you know and what you've seen, but what are your general thoughts on this whole thing? It's long overdue, um, especially the world changing. As long as the players have a way of understanding what, what's at risk and what they're doing, which is, trust me when I tell you, it's, it, it's a lot to be bargained with. It's no easy thing to understand business when most of these people don't, and most of the players don't have a, a business connection. You know, never never knew about it, never came from it. Hard, it's going to hard to understand it. But it is long overdue because the fact is, is that the NC2A is making hand over fist way more money off the, the likeness of these, of these players and across the board. And it doesn't matter which sport you're talking about. And it's just, as you mentioned, there's so much stuff that's been going under the table. When you have something that comes out like the, you know, the, the basketball uh, you know, saga uh, with the players and, and coaches and recruiting and stuff like that, it looks really, really bad. But it's been going on for quite some time. And most people just haven't been able to bring it to light. Now that it comes to light, they're like, oh, my goodness, how could that happen? And who are these guys think they are? They should all be thrown in jail. Well, it's, it's, we're talking about playing sports on the next level, which is a collegiate level. We're talking about people getting education. We're talking about people, you know, it's sports. It's not the most heinous offense that I think is jailworthy. All that being said, it's long overdue, and, and I hope they find a way to get it right because, um, um, you know, if you have the ability, say you're Jalen Hurts, 
you have the ability to market yourself and make some money on the side, it's not hurting Oklahoma in any way, uh, and it won't hurt anything else. Just you know, let them do its thing. So we know that there's been money under the table with shoe mm-hmm. and apparel companies. That's become clear. Booster $100 handshakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like it's escalated lately just because everything else. I mean, coaches are making more money. They're charging right. more money for luxury suites. TV, and, and the more money is out there, the, wor- the more it's worth it as an investment to risk it and slide money to a kid who you think is a difference maker, whether he is or isn't. Now, we're getting a lot of feedback from people who say it's going to wreck competitive balance, but hasn't there already been so much money under the table that the powerhouse schools are largely winning most of the time? And like my UC Santa Barbara, I mean, we, we are who we are. I mean, we fight for, you know, one spot in an NCAA basketball tournament, and if you get it once a decade, you lose right away anyway. So, is anything really going to change? Anything? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it's 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 apparent where it is. Look, you've got blue chippers that are stacking up at Alabama. Why? Because you got re- you got recruiting st- strategies that walk into people's houses and say, you know, to hell with an education. We'll put your kid in the league in three and a half years and show you a track record. And that's what people are signing up for. Um, you've got people on the West Coast, they want to know how many times they're going to be on TV and how many different uniforms they're going to wear. That's what people sign up for. It's no longer about education. It's about trying to get as much exposure as you possibly can to try to hopefully put your future profits in holdings. So if, you're, if that's the truth, you know, of course, the noble idea as well, you get an education out of that should be the trade-off. Well, no, not necessarily because look how much money you know, they're, they're making off of the likeness of you playing in a football game. And then you, you know, translate that to computer games and fantasy and everything else that happens. You know, they're using your likeness. So you should, I think you should get a little slice of it. But as far as the competitive edge, I mean, it's already prevalent. Clemson, Georgia, Alabama are going to get far better recruits than, you know, San Diego State, Fresno State. It, it, it just, it's, that's the way it's always been and that's the way it will always be. You speak of some of these kids and their backgrounds, and some of them come from impoverished backgrounds. I do have a little Mm -hmm. bit of nervousness on what the opportunity of money can bring, because it sounds good in theory, but I also think there can be a dark side, and there's all sorts of stuff that could happen if a kid who is 18, 19 years old and doesn't have the wardly wardly ways, which most kids don't, no matter what background they're from, and so all of a sudden he's got cash. We've heard it from pros. You've got people coming at you from all sorts of angles. Do you see any downside or is there anything that can be done if once these kids get this type of money to be able to make sure that it's managed and used wisely? Having lived through it, there's a sense of invincibility when you get rewarded at such a young age with a lot of money. I came out of college as first-round draft choice, number nine overall, and at the age of 22, I've got a seven-figure check in my hand. I've never seen anything this big before. Yeah. Um, thought that I had a theory, thought that I had a way of handling it. You know, realized I still, you know, I still had people who you know, took me and took advantage of the situation, and I lost money on bad deals and stuff like that. You're going to go through it. Um, the, the thing is, is that you can only hope, and as far as a, a facility or a university is concerned, that you can just say, hey, you know what, um, you know, Nike wants to give you this deal. It's going to include a $20,000 bonus to wear their shoes. Um, what do you want? Someone who sits that, yeah, that, that young person's there and says, what do you want to do with this? Where do you want to put this? 
and tries to give them some information to help them learn how to manage it. That's the only thing you can hope for because everything else is going to be up to the individual. And when it comes to money, there's always a bad side. It doesn't matter where you are. You've got the best intentions. There's always a bad side. So that's just part of it. But the, the alternative is to just ignore it and let it go as the way it is and it continuously be unfair. And then you can't fault a guy. You can't fault a, a, an athlete for a booster coming up and saying, man, what a great game. Let me buy you that cheeseburger. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden it would be an infraction or the kid's suspended, or he yeah. lost a scholarship. Right. See what I'm saying? Yes. So that's what that's way it's been over the past, and, and, and it has to change from that. So do you see schools uh, hiring somebody who's cutting deals with uh, local companies for players to get them out there, and then the schools helping the players manage the money, budgeting, and, and all that stuff? As long as the stuff? schools can get a piece of it. Well, the way they would get a piece of it is getting the best players. I guess maybe yeah. they could take a commission too, but... Probably take, they probably end up taking a commission like most of them, but you will have companies that will pop up, um, just like you did with AAU basketball, where you had um, guys who were shopping players around using AAU basketball tapes to get uh, guys scholarships. You'll have those come up. Right. So the potential is to try to help the kid and maybe reduce corruption but there right. might be more corruption that develops because of it that's that's my biggest yeah. concern i could i'm all for the kids get whatever you can fine right. but just make sure we just don't throw them to the to the dogs basically and say hey good luck with all this stuff now that you have no idea as you just said back when you were 22 and you were 22 now we're looking at yeah, maybe 19. three four yeah. years younger yeah yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is that you can only hope. But again, with money, we've seen money bring out the worst of everybody, right? Right, of I course. Mean, it, right, it, it's, it, it really is um, a, a dual-edged sword when you think about it. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But you've got to hope for that, that maybe it comes out the best and eventually you learn. You've got to start from somewhere. Lincoln, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, guys. You guys have a great day. All right, you too. Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 Network analyst and Oakland Raider analyst. Join us right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Yeah, it just makes me a little nervous. Some kid all of a sudden, he's already got a bunch of hanger honors. Now you throw some money in his pocket. And there'll be more hanger honors. Yeah. yeah, and they're going to try to take advantage well, of him. We've heard you know players who come here from out of state and do they want to go home with the money, and they don't really know people here in a way that's better than going back and everybody has their hand out, and who do you help and who do you not, and then there end up being jealousies. And I mean, I don't even know. Are we talking about kids? And it'll probably be a wide range. You know, One kid will probably get 500 bucks, and one will get 5000 and one will get 50 grand. So, I mean, you're just better off growing up as a nerd. <laughs> All the downside of youth yeah, sports. I, that's why, I, I mean, I am envious of your upbringing. <laughs> and how's that? <laughs> <laughs> I did it for the good of the show, Yag. I personally did. didn't want to. Well, I mean, you I'll grew just, up a nerd. I'll take another one you for took, the team. And look you at you the, now. You're just bullet. blissfully happy in your nerddom. It, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm envious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good for you, man. And you? Me? You didn't grow up a nerd and you're not happy. I haven't grown up yet. <laughs> okay. Emotionally, what are you, about 13, 14? Respect the process. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you arrived. Yuck. Wasn't I told that PK arrived? I have this fuzzy memory from about 7.45 this morning and Monday at it's about 10 It's still a work in progress, though. You've never arrived unless you're PK. There it is. He takes shots at me all the time. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's because he loves you. Jeez. The fans so, think okay. they, they hate the Utes, but the truth is, so then you Kyle can't complain that you. you can't complain when I take shots at you. Same type of principle. 
No, uh-huh. the difference is he likes you and you don't like me. <laughs> Follow along. I can't. I'm the victim. It's simple. All right. Yuck. Haven't I said before I'm the victim? A Haven't lot. I made that clear? Yes, you've made it very clear. Well, I've been working at it, and I'm glad I finally succeeded. Maybe I've arrived, too. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Riley Jensen, our college football insider, is coming up at 9 o'clock. Stay with us. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. It's a Wednesday. It's a win tickets Wednesday. Today... We got tickets to see the Salt Lake City Stars. Get into the action by grabbing your SLC Stars tickets today. Experience the excitement and community of Salt Lake City Stars basketball all season long. Ticket options include single game tickets, group experiences, premium seating, and season ticket packages. Call 801-325-STAR and get your tickets today. This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. 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 Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. And you'll win tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 855-340-ZONE. Call right now and you can win tickets. you got a pair of tickets. If you don't win now, shows have them all day long. You'll have a chance later today. On the other shows coming up right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. PK, I put up a poll question. What are you watching tonight? Clippers and Jazz, Game 7. You got two screens going. You're watching them both. They're just channel surfing, popping back and forth. Yeah, I don't know how you have two screens. They don't have two televisions next to each other. Somebody might have that in their man cave, but you do the two screens sometimes. You'll have a laptop going with one game and your TV going with another. I do that on Saturdays for football. That's about it. Tonight might be a big enough occasion to... Break it out? No. Clippers Jazz, 58% of the vote right now. 19% for Game 7 of the World Series. Well, we're not a baseball market, so right. I would expect that to be low. 14% for two screens and 9% for the channel servers bouncing back and forth, which is actually what I'm most likely to do. Well, the baseball game starts two hours before the basketball because it's a TV game, national, right? So it starts an hour later tonight for the Jazz. Six o'clock for the World Series, eight o'clock yeah. for the Jazz. So, so by, you should have five or six innings of baseball yeah, in before the Jazz. You'll have a good idea of uh, where that game stands. And then first quarter of an NBA game. Mm. Yeah, you might want to see if Mike Conley makes shots, but I get your point. It probably won't be over after one quarter. No. Which could still get to the sixth or seventh inning and still sort the baseball out. Yeah, I think there's plenty of opportunity. And then also, too, what I'll do when it's a baseball situation and I got something else I want to watch, have it on my phone because I got the app mm-hmm. and they'll show you. They'll put a little red dot by the first base, you know, they have a little diamond. Mm-hmm. So if it's a two to one game and all of a sudden the Astros put two guys on and Altuve's coming up. Well, I'm over baseball. Yeah. Here we go. This right. is the bat that matters. Right. But if it's just another inning in which you don't have to a couple hang on of fly balls and a grounder and they go to the bottom or the mm, top of the next inning. You just track that on your phone while you're watching yeah. the Jazz. Yeah. 
then go to the big moments. Basically, edit your own highlights live. Right. And so then you can do that. And actually, my MLB app, which I get every year, and then it gives me all the games on the radio, uh, they have within minutes, within seconds, they put the highlights up anyway. So I can see exactly what happened. I mean, to, to be a sports fan today is just so much better than it heaven. was. To be able to, to have access and to the visual of it with the HD and everything, it really, really is cool. The idea, the, the, you always have to say, if you're describing anything that was back in yesteryear, the grainy highlights. It's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Well, now you'll never, you never hear that going forward. There's no such thing as the grainy highlights. Well, and to go along with what you're talking about, PK, you guys both know I'm a cord cutter. So YouTube TV, they now allow, if you if you miss part of a game, it gives you the option of going back and watching it, catching up, or it'll give you key plays. They cut the highlights for you, catch up, and then go right to life. Can you action. watch tape sports? Yeah, I, I can, but I'd rather watch it live. Well, you watch taped plays. They don't necessarily watch taped sports. You just watch highlights that you can get so instantly. It's like right. a highlight package to right. catch you so up. So it's right. not like DVRing the game and watching the whole game. No, it catches you up to where it, it is okay. live in the game. Yeah, so you're not watching taped game. You're watching a replay of the critical moments that you want to see anyway. And then it goes to live wherever the yeah, game yeah. is live rejoins at. it. Yeah. And, I mean, you get HD on your phone, basically. I mean, on yeah. your computer, however you choose to use it. Yeah. It is crystal clear, and you can see that in an instant. I can recall, of all places, watching Joe Ingles' Australian team. I think they're playing Spain for the third place in the Olympics. And I have a trip to the Bay Area to go see the Giants play a few games. I usually go up for a weekend, catch a couple games, you know, leave on a Friday, come back Sunday night. And so with the time difference, I don't even remember where the last Olympics were, but uh, I am in a parking lot in the East Bay of McDonald's. And my wife's going in, getting a couple of breakfast burritos, and I'm watching the end of that game on my phone in the parking lot. So don't tell me the good old days were better, because they weren't. These are. <laughs> these are the good old days. When it comes days. to sports viewing? Right, yeah. So don't it's tell me it was better. Close. I know. I'm with you. Yeah, it's not even close. And I was into it because Joe's playing on the team, right? And, the, and these guys, you had Pau Gasol dogpiling. These guys won NBA titles. And, they, and if I remember correctly, it was for third place. And they were dogpiling because they, they medaled. Medal. Yeah. yeah. And so I've often said that if it means something to the participants, that it means, means something, something to, to me. And so that's how I was watching that game. And that is super cool to be able to have access to that, to be able to watch whatever, whenever, wherever, is way cool. What are you watching tonight? Poll questions up. David DJ James on Twitter. Go vote. Clippers Jazz, Game 7. Two screens or channel serving. Cast your vote. We'll update you later in the hour. And coming up next, Riley Jensen, our college football insider. Stay with us.